Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp uh, is not here. There's Scott Robbins. Unfortunately, Van Camp was indicted last night. Yeah, he has three pages of indictments. If you go down the list, you'll see there, Van Camp, David. Yeah, uh, it's... Filing false documents and witness tampering, along with impersonating a public officer. I believe those were the charges. Yeah. There's Trump, Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, Kraken Lady, Van Camp. Yes. Although he's listed as Van Kraken in this. <laughs> it's weird. Jenna Ellis. I mean, it goes yeah. on and on. And yes, Trump's been indicted again. We knew it was coming. Um, but of course, the news coverage is, you know, unprecedented. And I would imagine you have people that are still believing legacy media are like, see, this is just something else. He's so bad. We can't ever let this man in power again. And then for the other part of the country, they look at this and say, yeah, it's a witch hunt. They're out to get that guy. It's one thing after another after another. Well, this is the fourth one. Yes. Right, indictment. I just ordered my fourth trading card, my fourth indictment Donald Trump trading card. I had the first three in my collection. They're going to be worth some money someday. Well, I think so. Hold yeah, on to right, them. yeah. Okay, so I'm getting, you know, the updates from different places. And I heard Tim Pierce, uh, news from Daily Wire, sort of break this down into talking about, well, at least to me, how this one's a little bit different. Okay. Okay. And talking about RICO. What does it mean? The biggest charge is what's known as RICO, or a racketeering charge. The RICO law was designed to be used in court cases against mob bosses and other criminal organizations. It's a vehicle for prosecutors to tie together a bunch of separate schemes into one narrative in one trial. Here's the district attorney announcing the charges late Monday night. And by the way, did, had you heard that part of it before? No. Okay. I had wondered. thought... You know, that was interesting for us commoners that are not legal experts. Like, well, exactly what right, does this no, mean? You're right. And they throw it out there like everybody knows. Oh, I know. I, I mean, like everybody knows what the RICO. Th- I mean, I, I didn't I wasn't aware of everything okay. it entailed. And where did that come from and why? Yeah. And what uh-huh. does it mean? And, you know, of all of these different charges now and all these felony charges, which ones, you know, could be the worst for Trump? And they're trying to figure all that out. Um, but, yeah, this is how it went down uh, last night. The indictment alleges that rather than abide by Georgia's Uh legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And then more on RICO. Uh, from Pierce here. Willis also said in that press conference that RICO convictions mean the defendant will serve time. The penalty under the statute can be as high as 20 years in prison. Right, so steep penalty there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, if you are elected president, you can't pardon yourself from that one because it's a state charge. That's yeah, the other part. I learned that too last night. Yeah. Now, you know, reading different things on this, and there was a piece by Tristan Justice from The Federalist talking about, you know, how dumb is this case? And there's a bit of a rundown that he goes through of the conspiratorial acts cited by the Fulton County District Attorney's Office in this unprecedented indictment. So what are we talking about? 
Well, number one, asking for phone numbers is conspiracy. (laughs) Fulton County prosecutor indicted Meadows for soliciting phone numbers from a pair of Pennsylvania lawmakers. As it says, Meadows sent a text message to U.S. Rep. Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated, Can you send me the number for the speaker and the leader of PA legislature? Uh, POTUS wants to chat with him. This was an overt act of furtherance of the conspiracy, it says in the indictment. Okay, Uh, something else that's mentioned, encouraging voters to watch television is, quote, conspiracy. Yeah. As it says, Act 22, cited in the Georgia indictment, charged Trump with conspiracy for encouraging supporters to watch hearings broadcast on One America News Network. Quote, Georgia hearings now on One America News Network. Amazing, the president tweeted. This was an overt act of furtherance of the conspiracy, says the indictment. Because yeah. you know, how many people are going to go through each part of this indictment? I thought this was pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is conspiracy? Grassroots campaigning. That's conspiracy. Uh, reserving rooms is conspiracy. Seeking signature verification. Encouraging someone to attend a hearing is conspiracy. Yeah, all of the you know, different pieces of information with each one is included in there. Seeking signature verification. Yeah, do you wow. want to hear that one? Sure. Act 32 of the criminal indictment charged Trump for calling on Georgia's state leaders to ensure, quote, signature verification and call a special session, quote. According to Willis, the December 6, 2020 tweet was an overt act of furtherance of the conspiracy. (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) I know. Okay, you know, if I buy a Ted Williams ball, I have somebody authenticate the signature. It all comes back to you and your goofy collecting, yeah. well, doesn't it? Well, I'm just thinking we you got to verify signatures. I'm familiar with that. I didn't realize I was breaking the law by asking someone to do it. Well, it's all part of the conspiracy. Got it. Yeah, yeah I know. All right. Saying that the election Whatever. was stolen. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Okay. So we're keeping up to date on that. And at the same time, I can't help but think, all right, well, with Joe Biden right now, and everything with Hunter Biden, and then the special counsel, and where we're at with that, and you know more information is going to be coming out about Hunter and how this is tied to the Biden family corruption. Yep. Because you have legacy media and the left out there saying, hey, there's no proof this is anything to do with Joe. This was his son. Okay? And the new talking point is they've been going after Hunter Biden for five years and they can't find anything. This is just something else. No, there's 20 to $30 million that came into the Biden family. That's a freaking fact. Well, it's unaccounted for. That is a fact. And where did and what it come did they from? Do? And why did it go there? What yes. did they do to earn that money? Exactly. I mean, and all the family members got the money, but Joe didn't. Right. Please. And there was something else that I thought was really interesting, and maybe you saw this story, that the Biden campaign manager actually canceled an interview on MSNBC because they didn't want to answer any questions about Hunter Biden. There's problems within the Democratic Party, and you're hearing dribs and drabs coming out of the White House that as far as the campaign and then the Democratic power brokers are very nervous about this entire situation. And what does that mean for the future? Because you're going to have to start getting names on ballots in different states, you know, over the next several months. Decisions have to be made if there is going to be a Gavin Newsom that steps in to run for president. But you know who who else has their name being floated out there? No. Michelle Obama. 
Okay. I've heard it in three different places over the last three days. And to this point, and I've heard this said, if Michelle Obama said, okay, I'll run, that's it. Don't you think? I mean, Joe Biden is going to bow out. The powers that be are going to say, you got to step aside now. And the word has been, well, she doesn't want to campaign. She doesn't want to go to places like Iowa. You don't have to. She doesn't have to. No, she doesn't have to. No, you're right. All she has to do is say she's running. That would be it. She could do the campaign from her front porch. She could wait until next year. She could wait till six months out when early voting starts. Yeah. And then, whether it's against Trump, DeSantis, whoever, do you think she wins? Uh, uh, Most people do. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't I want hate, to terrify you early in the show. I know. I'm, my heart just skipped a beat when you said that. Like, oh, my God, she might be able to win. All indications up to now has been she doesn't really want this and she doesn't want to run and all of that. And who knows the rumors that are out there, if they're true or not. You hear crap like this all the time. You're not quite sure. But it's all very interesting. Well, if it's the guy in What's second place, right that would be RFK Jr. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Would he benefit from this? Of course he would. The no. Democratic power brokers don't want that guy. No. They and they want, control they it. They like him. Yeah. They absolutely control it. But, uh, you know, what is this going to look like when you've got <laughs> the sitting president that's possibly going to be impeached and then the front runner from the Republican Party with all these indictments? It's it's going to be pretty nuts, man. Speaking of which, as if the world's not crazy enough, and I happen to see this at hot air. Did you know the Ukraine military has a transgender spokeswoman that's from the United States? A transgender spoke what? Spokesperson. Yeah, thank you. You said woman. A spokeswoman. Well, they identify as a woman. It's okay. a dude. All right, well. Okay. We'll have none of that gendering going on. David Strum wrote this. Yeah, whatever. We're going to get canceled anyway. It's a matter of time. Said, I thought this was a joke, but apparently not. Sarah Ashton Carrillo is an American transgender, quote, woman who has become a spokesperson, spokesman, for the Ukrainian military, whose broadcasts are intended to objectively cover the events of the Russia-Ukrainian war. That's according to Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister, Hannah uh, Malier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this person put out a video talking about what's going on right now. And I just thought I would play it and get your reaction. I didn't want you to hear this ahead of time, oh, Scott. No. Okay. I, I think I know where this is going, but go ahead. I don't think you do. Oh, maybe I don't. Okay, but. roll it. If you look at Putin's mouth, you'll notice that blood drips from it. He's a vampire carrying out genocide against both Ukrainians and Russians alike. Vlad Putin bathes in the blood of innocent children and enjoys it. And this is why the dictator of the Russian Federation must be deposed and why peace talks have to be focused on President Zelensky's 10-point peace formula and the full liberation of Ukraine. Holy smokes, man. Kind of channeling Bram Stroker there, isn't he, huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. I never heard anything quite like that, Holy dude. God. The whole world gone crazy! <laughs> blood from his mouth. And the blood of children. And the vampire, yeah. So, uh, okay, just to get this straight, this transgender spokesperson for 
The Ukrainian military is talking about the blood dripping from Putin's face because it's the blood of children. Yeah. And they're saying QAnon's nuts! Yeah. And he's a vampire. <laughs> and he's also a vampire. He hangs upside down during the day. Joe saw that and said, we need another $30 billion for Ukraine. We do. We need support. We're all in. Absolutely. People say my spokesperson is nuts. <laughs> wow. All right, much more to get to. Oh, dude, it was a rough day for Kareem Jean Diversity Hire yesterday. Speaking of, yeah. Yeah, we got to get to that. And AI can steal passwords listening to you type. Is that true? Yeah. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The millennial's been indicted. David Van Kraken. <laughs> There's Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer. I like that. David Van Kraken. No, David Van Kay, he was not indicted. No, he wasn't real. Well, we could go with that story because uh, there was like 73 people that were indicted. Yeah. I mean, that list would, took me forever. I thought, was she ever going to get to the end of this thing? Holy smokes. It's going on and on and yeah, on. Yeah, she got to like, you know, Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows. Uh, Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows? I mean, there was Crows. just random names Where did being that thrown come out. From? I don't know. It just popped in my head. I don't okay, know. before we get to the next next story one of the most embarrassing things i can tell you about scott robbins in the 90s for okay. five years on his voicemail it was him talking about his favorite band the counting crows i'm not lying okay i misjudged the popularity of that band that's really yeah. i did like them yeah i know you're a big big fan okay maybe that's why it was on top of your mind maybe you listen to them still no. all the time yeah. probably Okay, anyway. I should have went with Sebastian Bach. I almost did. Yeah, almost. Okay. So with this incredible tragedy in Hawaii, you knew the left was going to say climate change. Climate change. That's what it's all about. It's climate change. <laughs> the wildfires, right? I know. Okay. And there was a piece of audio from the other day with <laughs> Chris Hayes on MSNBC with Maisie Hirono, oh, senator God. from Hawaii. Wow. Meeting of the minds there. And this was incredible. Because Hayes is saying, hey, Maisie, uh, should Biden be calling this a climate emergency? Should he just declare it to be so? And he asked her the question, and what so often happens with her is there's a question, but she's got her own talking points, and it's like she's not paying attention to the question. Is it something that you're looking for? Do you think there's some kind of climate tipping point that there's some executive urgency necessary that is currently not present? This administration and the Democratic Congress truly has uh, has focused more on fighting climate change than any others. Because note that some three hundred billion dollars was in the Inflation Reduction Act, with not a single Republican voting for it to combat uh, global warming and climate change, and and getting us away from reliance on fossil fuel. And yes, of course, there's you're getting impatient, Scott. Well, I am because I mean. If nothing else, this gives every underachiever in the world hope that they, too, could become a senator someday. Uh, that is true. Yes. You There's know. more that we can do. But I've been announcing grants uh, to fight climate change this brought so to stupid. us by what? the EPA, for example. Yeah. And, and so all of these kinds of efforts need to continue. But, Chris, there are some states where you can't even use the term climate change. She like, uses that Like the 37th interview. time she said that in the last 48 hours. Right. Yeah. So, obviously, you've been around the game. You know who Maisie Rono is. Yeah. Okay. You know who doesn't quite know her name? I heard this. Corinne Jean-Pierre. Right. White House spokesperson. <laughs> struggles with it. Yep. Glass ceiling shatterer. 
Well, yeah. World changer. For a number of reasons. Not only does Corinne Jean Diversity Hire not get her name right, she misgenders her. Calls her a dude. Says he. Well, maybe she knows something we don't know. I don't know. Listen to this. Senator Harino, who I said the president's... Harino! That's so great. Senator Harino, who I said the president spoke to uh, just last night, he thanked the president uh, thanked. for the immediate support of federal agencies have delivered for residents of Hawaii, um, and so does has uh, so has uh, Senator Shorts, 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 um, and so uh, Shorts. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't say that. Some people think that's cursing. <laughs> it's Senator Shorts. <laughs> You can't make this up, man. Nobody wants to sit next to him either. They, like, move away from <laughs> His desk is all the way in the back. Senator Shorts. 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 Yeah. You know the thing. Short shots. Ah. Words are hard. Yeah. Okay. How do you how do you do that with both of them in the, within 10 words? I don't... Maybe she didn't want to discriminate. I have no idea. Herino. Herono. <laughs> And the shorts are shirts. Sure, whatever. <laughs> you know, you know the thing. I saw this story. AI, I know, scares the crap out of you, Scott. It does a lot of people. You're oh, not alone man. there. No doubt, dude. A team at Cornell found out it's possible by training AI to steal passwords by listening to you type. Oh, gosh. They had it listen in while they, they hit each key on a keyboard 25 times and it learned what each one sounded like. So they're saying is it something hackers could use if they were sitting near you in a place like a coffee shop whatever um they use a phone to listen in on people typing and ai was able to guess which keys they were hitting check this 95 percent accuracy and then they tried it over zoom and it was still right 93 percent of the time it just analyzes the sound each keystroke makes and also how quickly one key is typed after another so, like, if it might take you longer to hit the X on your keyboard than the A, the AI picks up on that. Oh, boy. And, and then <laughs> can detect it. It's pretty wild, man. You know, I, ATMs, I worry about that. Just the tones make different sounds. How that thing works. Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, watch out for that. Gosh dang. All right. News update. Much more. Straight ahead. Eppin' Robin Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out today. Not indicted, we don't think. Well, we don't know that for sure. I, I'm too lazy to go through the entire list of names. Yeah, I make sure a head spin after a while. There's Sky Robbins. I mean, yeah, we, know the, we know the big names, right? Kraken, In Georgia. Kraken Lady. Yes. Rudy. You don't even know the Kraken Lady's name. I don't know her name. You're right. I just know where's the Kraken Lady. Isn't that weird? I don't know her name. Do you know her name? Yes. Okay. What is it? You're looking for it, you liar. <laughs> I know it, but man, now under the pressure that I got to say it. I know, but we it? only know her as the Kraken Lady. I had I mean, the story right here. If we mentioned her name, people are like, who is oh, that? And you say Kraken Lady, everybody Powell, knows. It just came to you. me. All right, yeah. Had the pressure there for a second. But Rudy got 13 counts on the indictment. Yes. 13. Well, you know, and this is the thing, man. You go back to when all of this was going down, Okay. And I'm I'm really thinking at the time they're going to have some huge evidence, okay? Well, no, that will be really. undeniable. Right. The Kraken is going to be unleashed. Oh yeah. We would have all these conversations off the air. Yeah, we did. And as soon as Tucker Carlson said, "Hey, trying to do this interview with Sidney Powell," she won't come on, man. 
uh, I'm, you know, and I'm paraphrasing what he was saying, but he's kind of like, I'm not buying what she's selling. She won't come on here. Right. And that's when I knew, at least as far as I was concerned, something's wrong here. Okay. And I remember a bunch of people, conservatives, turned on Tucker at the time. Tucker's deep state. Uh, Tucker's become an anti-Trumper. And I'm like, hold on a second. I don't, I don't buy any of that. Why doesn't the lady come on with him? And then we found out that, yeah, she didn't have the goods. She's kind of a nut. This doesn't look good in a number of different ways. Now, as we all know, yes, this is just, you know, another brick in the wall when it comes to Trump. Do whatever they can to get him. Well, they don't want him to run for president. They want to do everything they can to keep him from running. They're really afraid he's going to win. And that could be it. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know. They really want him to be the guy. So with I every indictment, initially... they push him up. And maybe it is they are just terrified of him because, and I know it sounds crazy still to some people, but we know the deep state is real. Oh, yeah. And I know some people are frustrated. Well, he could have taken down the deep state before. Remember, he was going to drain the swamp and he didn't do it. Did he know it was as deep as it was? I have no idea. But this doesn't happen to other people. They are targeting him. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Now, is there enough to really convict him? What is it all together now? 91 felonies yeah. from all of the different charges? Yeah, a lot of it's just ridiculous. I mean, And then, you know, you try to listen yeah. to legal experts like Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Turley. You know, people that, you know, you figure have built up trust over time. Like, okay, usually what they say is right. We'll go to somebody like that, listen to what they have to say. And when it comes down to, yeah, the the couple cases that are concerning, there's a little bit with this one, and then there's a little bit the one out of Florida. And we'll see what sticks. But out of 91 felonies, all you need is a few. Yeah. Well, you just throw everything at the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Yeah. it she, sure seems like did. they're yeah. doing here. Now, as far as this RICO Act... That's named in this Georgia indictment. Um, Andrew McCarthy did talk a little bit about that and what that could possibly mean. I imagine what she's thinking is that she proves that the enterprise has an overarching plan to undo the result of the election. And it goes about that plan through various different schemes. Yeah, because the whole RICO plan or part of this indictment started out about mobsters and it's mm -hmm. all this coordinated effort you know for one goal and that was to overturn the election mm -hmm. and then the, of course you have all these people named and for mere mortals it gets a little confusing it does um so wow and then you have this other part of the story where hours before this happens okay you had it leaked out online you're like hey wait a second why did they put that out there that he'd already been indicted while the grand jury was still meeting? How did that happen? Right. And then the leader of this group is saying, well, I have nothing to do with that. I have no idea how that happens. I mean, and you kind of guess that the fix is in. But in the end, you know, what is it going to mean? You're not quite sure. Well, what is it going to mean for Biden with all of the trouble with Hunter Biden? Because you got receipts. I know media doesn't want to pay attention to that and people on the left. But the Democrats know it, and they're very nervous about it because the House Oversight Committee has more and more information, and it is. It's just going to be drip, 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 
and it'll come out. The biggest difference I can tell right now, thinking about this this morning, was all of the country knows about Trump and the indictments, all that stuff. That's out there for everybody. Yeah. There's at least half the country that has no idea how deep the Biden crime family goes. They really don't. I don't think and a lot of people I, think, well, they're just going after his son because he was a crack addict. I don't think you and I sitting here right now know exactly how deep the Biden crime family goes. We know there's enough. I mean, those there tentacles to get are, but I mean, there's much more to this than just what we're seeing right now. Yeah, I mean, they start turning rocks over, and boy, howdy. Yeah, it's something. I mean, this guy's been around a long time. Oh, dude, this goes back years. Yeah, this is some really serious stuff. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, wouldn't I mean we are living a time right now? You talk about bizarre. We live in a time right now where both presidential candidates in 2024 could end up in jail. It's true. How nuts is that? And it might be whoever wins the presidency is the one that stays out of jail. It's possible. I mean, anything's possible right now. I mean, but here we are. I mean, and Biden, the articles of impeachment have been drawn up against him. So we'll see. I mean, we, we will see. I mean, it's just incredible. Okay. Totally different story here, but just talking about how crazy the world is right now. And this piece of audio sort of made the rounds over the last couple of days. And people are thinking that the senator from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson's out of his mind. Okay. Because he was talking about ivermectin. Yeah. With Maria Bartiromo. Okay. Because the FDA has said, hey, doctors, if they want to prescribe ivermectin, they can do it. Now, does that mean it's FDA approved? No, it says the FDA is saying, yeah, you can do that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not like media is going to talk about that very much. No. Because they were trying to convince everyone, oh, that's horse dewormer. Joe Rogan's on horse dewormer. It was all a bunch of BS. Okay. So he's talking about that, but he also uses it as an example of what the government's trying to do. So just listen to this piece by piece and get your reaction rolling. You know, the doctors I've been uh, dealing with and talking to for years now, uh, they, they believe that probably hundreds of thousands of Americans lost their lives because they were denied early treatment. And they were denied it because the FDA sabotaged, for example, ivermectin. And they said, come on, y'all, you're, you're not a cow, you're not a horse. You know, this is this was supposedly horse medicine. No, this was a Nobel Prize winning uh, medicine that, that could, could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. Time out. You ever heard doctors talk about that? That they think, yeah, a lot of people could have been saved if they would have done these things. Yeah, doctors that are free to talk about it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't hear you much about You couldn't talk about, about it then while it was going on. Well, you did, but you got deplatformed. Well, absolutely. You had no place to go. Yep. yep. It did save many, many lives because people, you did have doctors with the courage to, uh, and the compassion to actually treat patients using it and putting at risk their medical license. But, you know, fortunately, you say, what can we do? Well, you know, we do have reporters like yourself like John Solomon, other people that have the the courage to report the truth against the mainstream media and against the narrative. But that's the only way this is going to be solved, is we need the truth to be exposed. We need more Americans to listen to the truth, to be exposed to the truth, to pull their heads out of the sand, quite honestly, open up their eyes and understand what is happening in this country. It is something we talk about almost every day. Mm -hmm. It's true. And he goes on. We are going down a very dangerous path, but as the path is being laid out and planned, by an elite group of people 
that want to take total control over our lives. And that's what they're doing bit by bit. They do it by increasing you know, massive government spending, increasing the size of government, uh, takeover of the WHO. These amendments that are coming up uh, that are going to be voted on in 2024 on the WHO are frightening, and they, they really risk taking away all of our sovereignty. But people have to awake, awaken to the dangers of the moment. Okay. People are like, oh, my gosh, Ron Johnson, the guy's lost his mind. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you disagree with what he just said? Nope. No. No, I think that's where we're at right now. That's what happened. You know, I commend him for speaking out like that. Who, too? Well, I mean, listen, if you speak the truth, you're going to be labeled a nut. That's just the way mm -hmm. it is. Okay. On a lighter note today, I saw this little piece talking about common myths that we believe about cats and dogs. You're talking about cat and dog owners that believe these myths. Oh. You're a big guy when it comes to pets, Scott. You're talking I, about I, your cats I, a lot. I love my cats, yep. No doubt about it. Yep. Okay, so you tell me. Okay, a dog is wagging their tail. It means they're happy, right? I would think so. <clears throat> it's a myth. That's a myth. Okay. It can also mean they're just interested in something or feeling extra alert. Doesn't necessarily mean they're happy. Hmm. Okay. Do you feel like you just learned something there? Yeah, but I, I would want to throw a flag on that a little bit because, okay. I mean, obviously the dog is pleased to see you or whatever. Extra alert. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe that's it. Who knows? What about a wet nose? That means they're healthy. Uh, see, I've heard this, and yeah. I always believed it to be true. It's not. It's a myth. Yeah. Actually, isn't a good indicator. Neither is the temperature of their nose. It could be wet because dogs tend to lick their nose a lot. 38% of people believe that one, including Scott Robbins. Well, my cats, you, generally speaking, I feel better when, they, when, I, when their nose is wet. I think, oh, they're healthy. See? Yeah, I know. Yeah. See, I'm learning. Yeah. Cats are different, man. They can see in total darkness. Yeah. No, they can't. That's another myth that you believe. Well, they have the zoomies at 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> so, I mean, they're not hitting the wall. They're just jumping on the bed and running off. They definitely see in low light better than we can, but they can't see if it's pitch black. 42% thought that they could. I thought so. Well, and well, at least cats land on their feet. Not always. No, you see, you're smart. Yeah, that one I know about, yeah. How do you know that? Well, I've seen them land on, otherwise on their sides or something, too, if they get cat, you know, if they're on it like a table and they slip and they fall. Yeah. And sometimes they don't land on their feet. Okay. Yes, there was like 41% of people believe that. I know this question's come up before, but as we wrap that part up, when you see the cat fail videos and they fall all over the place, do you laugh your head off or do you think it's not funny? Uh, most of them are funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. I laugh at most of them. Just want to make sure you hadn't completely lost it there. Because that's just funny. Yeah, it is. Can't help funny, man. Okay. We got to get to the latest on the, oh, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerbot fight. Is it back on? There is a development here. We'll get to that in the news update. Coming right up. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jeremy Markley. David Van Camp out today, not indicted. As far as we know, there's well, Scott Well, that's Robbins. a rumor going around, yeah. Well, a lot of people indicted. I'm in trouble! Well, I, how much? We don't know. Who knows? Not quite sure. Hey, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. There's a lot of ridiculous stuff in the indictment. I mean, it goes on and on and on, and not being a legal expert, I kind of glaze over. But you're yeah. listening to the legal experts trying to figure out, okay, how much is really there? Time will tell.
And more on that a little bit later. I mentioned there's an update in the possible fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear this one. I don't know this one. Well, it was last night. Elon Musk um, put out there on X, used to be Twitter, um, he's doing a test drive for the self-driving Tesla, uh-huh. saying, I'll test drive in Palo Alto tonight. I will ask the car to drive to Zuckerberg's house. We'll also test the latest X live stream video so you can monitor our adventure in real time. If we get lucky and Zuck, my then tongue emoji, actually answers the door, the fight is on. And then it's put Zuck thread coming soon about how he would, of course, love to fight any time. But blah, 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 UFC, something, something. So we're not quite sure what happened then, but Musk did reply to this post that was a statement from Zuckerberg that said Mark is traveling right now and isn't in Palo Alto. Also, Mark takes this sport seriously and isn't going to fight someone who randomly shows up at his house. So Musk then responds by putting out, there was some hasty bagpacking at the Zuckerberg residence today, (laughs) traveling my earth, is what he said. And so then somebody else is posting, one showed Zuckerberg running, Musk said exactly. Um, Zuckerberg has said it's time to move on, that Musk isn't serious about this. He said, I offered a real date. Dana White offered to make this a legit competition for charity. Elon won't confirm a date. Then he says he needs surgery and now has to do a practice round in my backyard instead. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date, an official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, time to move on. I'm going to focus on competing with people who take the sport seriously. Come on, guys, let's get it together. Everybody wants to see it. Boy, I'll tell you what, Zuckerberg's rearranging his brain because Musk moved in, didn't he? I mean, it, he lives inside his brain. It it certainly seems... Like he's going to drive to his house. Yeah, to be that way. And call yes. him out from the driveway. Hey, Zuckerberg, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, by the way, you know what I forgot? With Van Camp out, my bad, man. Uh, oh, that part of the show where we take a oh yeah take a little gander around and it might not be the biggest story out there but it caught your attention what's your story scott uh texas woman has been awarded 1.2 billion dollars in a revenge porn lawsuit against her ex-boyfriend wow the woman who's only identified as dl in court documents filed the suit against her ex-boyfriend marcus jamal jackson She did it last year, accusing him of posting intimate pictures of her on social media platforms and adult websites with the intent to embarrass, harass, torment, and humiliate and publicly shame me. They were in a relationship. She sent him the provocative photos, and of course he liked them. They broke up in 2020. That's when he went nuts and started throwing them all over the Internet and sending them to all her family members as well. Oh, my goodness. Man, this dude. So she uh, she sued him, and she was awarded $1.2 billion. That, by the way, the jury lowered from $5 gazillion, which is what they were going to get. Right. I'm guessing this dude doesn't have $1.2 billion, well, but they're going to no. get whatever he has. I mean, he's a Jackson, but not one of those Jacksons, all right? right? He was not at all. Yes. <laughs> he's got $274.48 in his savings account. Well, i got to ask, because I would yeah. imagine a lot of people are wondering this right now. Have you been able to recover all the nudes of yourself out there? Me? Yeah. God, well, I'd sue you if you would look at them. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous if you do. You still getting all those requests online? 
For what? Nude pictures? And of yourself. Yeah. I never got any. Are you sure? People have Same seen as- me. Please. I don't even like the way I look naked. Come on. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Well, I think he's homesick, not indicted. Still checking on that. There's Scott Robbins. Well, he may uh, have gotten indicted and then got sick. I don't know. It could. Well, yeah. it would make you sick to your stomach, would, most people. Yeah. I mean, most people, that doesn't happen very often. If you're Trump, it happens every other week <laughs> or whenever Hunter Biden's in the news again, it seems. Yeah, what is the record number of indictments, for crying out loud? That's a great I mean, question. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, do we have to go back to the dead ball era? <laughs> I, I, I don't, and I don't know. But this is the fourth time we got a fifth one coming, right? Well, it does sound like a not to not moment to me. No you know? one, not not the history books will note it. Yeah, yeah I never seen anything like it. I looked under not to not, and then I couldn't find anything. So, holy I smokes! I saw interesting commentary from Richard Ron. This was out of the Washington Times. Okay. And it's basically, who will go to prison, Biden or Trump? <laughs> now, follow this along. This, this is really true. Mm-hmm. They're now in a legal death match, it seems, where for either one to stay out of prison, his opponent will probably go to prison. Yet whoever wins the election, it seems, if it keeps going down this road, it says the Biden Democrats have made no secret that they're willing to do almost anything to put Trump behind bars. Yep. The necessity of locking up Trump for Mr. Biden and his family to remain free has become even more acute given the added evidence of wrongdoing by the Biden family. Because we see this. Half the country doesn't see it. They see all the Trump stuff. They don't see the Biden stuff. And how much evidence there is of the 20 to $30 million flooding into the Biden family. Yes. Okay. So Mr. Biden has to be reelected to be certain that no member of his family, including himself, is convicted of any felony with prison time or, if convicted, pardoned. Needs to win. Trump has to be elected for him to be certain that the Biden Justice Department will not continue to pursue him until they have a conviction on some felony with jail time. Okay, there is something different about this new indictment out of Georgia. More on that in a second. Um but back to this piece from Richard Ron. The risk to Trump is that if even most of these indictments are political without real mer- merit, which I think most of us think they are, a conviction of a few counts of any one of the charges could put him in jail. And then to assume that his lawyers will be able to get him out of all the charges, get them all tossed. Or for Trump to be found innocent on all charges is a bet that most people would not want to make. Would you make it? No. No. And he says, and remember, Trump will face different juries, some of which are likely to be hostile. Exactly. For different charges in different places. And assuming that any conviction can be dragged out in the appellate process for months or even a couple of years, Trump's only certain home-free card is winning the presidency. With the ability to pardon himself. Again, more on that in a second. I thought we said he couldn't. He yeah. can't okay, with this new so. one. Right. That's the thing. 
And then he says this, and I thought it was pretty interesting. He said, when Trump was elected in 2016, he failed to fully understand how vicious the Washington swamp is and how important it was to have the right people on his team. He made a number of personnel mistakes when initially putting together his cabinet, most notably by picking the weak and timid Jeff Sessions as attorney general, who failed to protect him from the Russia hoax, etc. Trump is unlikely to make that mistake again if elected. He is likely to pick a smart and tough AG who will clean up justice in the FBI and pursue the Biden family and other crooked Democrats until they are locked up. And I think that's true. Yep. So it's already obvious that unbiased prosecutors will have many possible charges to bring against the Biden crime family, including bribery, money laundering, treason, tax evasion, and it goes on. To date, many Democrats have been making absurd excuses for all the obvious wrongdoing by the Bidens. Now, I don't know if you saw the Babylon Bee headline. It's mentioned in this piece. No. Democrats say it'll take a lot more than eyewitness testimony, bank records, audio, video, complete confessions for them to believe Biden did anything wrong. (laughs) 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 Right. So, yeah, this is a big deal. Um. And he goes on to say, yeah, the, the stakes are high. And then for those who are not old enough to remember, many of our presidential contests used to be highly civil. And it goes back to like Ronald Reagan and Walter Mondale when they were talking about Reagan being too old. Oh, yeah, he had the great line, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to exploit for political purposes Mondale's youth and inexperience, and they both laughed about it, or about how George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton spent time together as friends after Clinton defeated Bush. Um all that this is a different game now completely different and he writes and i think a lot of people do agree with this not all but some i would say more than some a lot like i said at the moment it's difficult to see a graceful exit from the current mess for the country's sake it'd be best if both trump and biden would walk away and allow a new generation of republicans and democrats to run against each other yeah well i wonder what the polling would be on that if if you just said yeah okay Make a deal. They're both out and just let the the new people come in. Now, I think there would be enough Trump people to say, I don't want that. It's got to be Trump. Oh, yeah, sure. But the Democrats say, yeah, get Biden out of there. I think that's probably true. Well, they may not vocalize it publicly, but yes, behind the scenes, yes. Yeah. Now, back to what I mentioned before about, okay, what's different about the indictments coming out of Georgia? Well, former federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy was talking with Daily Wire News, um, about these different cases and which ones have what. And he was saying he thought that the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case is probably a stronger case against Trump. But this one brings a different issue, and he explains that. Even though that may be a more difficult case than, say, the Mar-a-Lago case, the important difference here is a president is not able to pardon state criminal activity. So if Fannie Willis can get him convicted in Georgia, there's nothing a president of the United States can do about that. That's a state law crime. It would be a state law conviction and it would stand. So in other words, it has to be federal. Yeah, he would. It wouldn't matter if he was the president. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yes, it wouldn't matter. Oh, boy. Maybe you should run for governor of Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's really interesting, man. Mm-hmm. And is there enough there? There's a lot in this indictment that seems pretty hokey when you actually read it. Oh, it's yeah, because it's kitchen sink stuff. Um, I mean, you could peel off 60 of those. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, getting and, a but, lot you know, of different information from legal experts. throw it all against the wall, and, and, and the number is all people here. Oh, my gosh, 91, you know. Right. And, again, you got a good part of the country that think, oh, there's so much there. Of course, he's guilty of all this, blah, blah, blah. And other people saying, it, obviously, they're afraid of him. They're going to do anything they can to destroy him. Yeah. And you don't have an honest media to tell people. So you've got to do your own facting. Yeah, it's just part of it. It's part of where we've been, it seems like, for the last seven, eight years. Rudy Probably Giuliani that. was out coloring his hair today, just in case. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Trump's got to tell Giuliani, hey, stop. What? Well, Lay low. Don't talk. Yeah, how much do I got to pay you to just be Say quiet? Say nothing. That would be good. All right. Other news out there. This is much lighter, obviously. But streaming prices are up 25% in a year. Oh, boy. Have you noticed? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yes. When the bill comes in? Well, yeah, and I sometimes don't even know what I have, what I'm paying for. I don't even know. You don't? Well, because you get you get the, into those packages. Like, if you want this, you have to get this package, right? You mean like with a Netflix? And with that comes like 37 other channels you didn't even know you had. You're not like Netflix standalone? It's part of a different package? It's Well, I, I'm not sure now if it's all lumped into one. Like MLB TV... There's all that well, stuff. That's like a cable package. You that know. I buy. You know, I bought Disney for the Beatles special and then tried to cancel it. Good luck with that, by the way. Oh, trying to cancel? It takes forever to freaking cancel something. Yeah, Disney's raised the prices. People don't understand. Why are you doing? Your brand is well, so damaged. Well, they have to because they need the income. But the brand is so damaged. I know, You need right. more people in. Yeah. So now isn't exactly the time. It's just interesting. They said this was all always part of the plan to try to get people in and then oh you can't live without it this programming is so great well then you call your cable company and say i don't want this they're like well you got to go online and you got to jump through five hoops before you can cancel it you are the boomer on this show i know but it sucks well my cable provider and then i try to cancel well you call them up you go i don't want this channel anymore well we're sorry sir but we can't do that on our own what yeah yeah, and then, you know, some of these streaming services are saying, hey, you can get it cheaper, but then you have the ads. Right. There's something weird, man, that I, something psychological that once you have been streaming something and then they put the ads in it, it's more irritating than just watching regular oh, I, TV. I 100% agree with you, yeah. yeah. You really don't want to go that route. I mean, I'm waiting for Netflix to it. do it. They haven't done it yet, but I'm waiting. Well, there is. I don't have any ads on mine. No, you're, you've got the ad free. Yeah. Might then you're probably paying something different yeah, for that. Who knows? I don't know. But your Netflix was out last night. Well, one of my TVs, yeah. What? I have two separate boxes, so one of the one of the boxes sometimes I have trouble with certain things. Because you said you were trying to watch something and then you just started watching news last and night. And then they broke in with the Trump bulletin at ten thirty or something. <laughs> yeah. So then you were locked into that. Yeah, and then I started watching that. Well, you know, we've got an update on something that I know you want to see. And this is also a lighter story. We'll get to it in a bit. You like to watch The Bachelor. We've talked about it on this show before. There's nothing. Hey, man, everybody has their taste. You don't have I to know, but you don't it. have to. I mean, you can just say, hey, The Bachelor's on or something. What do you mean? I mean, you always you tie me into The Bachelor all the time. Like, I can't miss an episode. I don't, I don't 
sit around and wait for it to come on. If it comes on, I'll watch it. All I know is the day after The Bachelor, you come in here and you're like, did you see that last night? And of course I remind you, you I know I don't I, watch I don't it. ever say that anymore because I know better. And then you're like, well, this guy, and then this, right, and this right, happened, yeah. and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. And my journey. should I'm... get together with my daughters and talk about right. this. It's been an incredible journey. Right. <laughs> That's on every single episode. Of course it is. Everybody's on a journey. Yes. Well, the 71-year-old Golden Bachelor, that's coming. I saw that guy. He looks pretty good for 71. You're into this. You're going to be watching. I'm kind of into the 71-year-old dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, man, there's a light at the end of that tunnel. What do you mean you're into him? Like you want to be into the show. Oh, got it. 71-year-old right. guy with, I didn't yeah. know if you want to be a contestant. I didn't know what no, you meant. No, no. Gosh, no. Just make it sure. No. Okay. Yeah, he, he gave an update on that show. All right, we need to get to that. And with all the news out there, another news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today. He's a little under the weather. Or indicted. One of the two. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. What do you make of this? The lawyer for Hunter Biden has asked to withdraw from the case. That was news from earlier today. Top lawyer representing, well, Hunter. In the investigation run by special counsel David Weiss, that special counsel, yeah, what a show that is, <laughs> is asking to withdraw from the case after the collapse of a plea deal, if you remember that. Because uh-huh. <laughs> the judge happened to catch it. What? What did you agree to? Letting him off everything? Right. Heck no. Can't do that. So this attorney, Chris Clark, filed a motion to withdraw in Delaware's federal court, pointing to a, quote, witness advocate rule. They could become an issue during future legal proceedings. The quote is, based on recent developments, it appears that the negotiation and drafting of the plea agreement and diversion agreement will be contested. Hmm. Well, okay. Mr. Clark is a recipient witness to those issues. What does this mean? I don't know. I mean, to some people, it means, okay, I've been paid to lie about the Bidens. I'm not going down with that ship. Yeah, well, exactly. You know. Who knows exactly what it means? I don't want to be known for this, right. Or is it a delay tactic? Because a whole lot of people... Well, he's going to have to hire a new defense and, yeah. Well, all the Bidens are trying to do is just run out the clock. Just keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Make sure to get past this. I guess hopefully win the presidency and then it can all go away. There needs to be a shot clock on on court courtroom proceedings as well. That's what you want to see. Like you know, you're charged with something. The clock starts. You've got x x number of time to enter a plea, get a lawyer, and get your defense together. Same thing with the prosecution. Well, the whole thing is such because this will go on forever of BS. Yeah, where you have the left saying, "Well, Republicans, that's what they wanted in special counsel." No, this guy's already failed. Yeah. It's not even legal for you to put him in charge. It goes on and on and on. All right, I'll talk about something that you're more interested in, and that's the 71-year-old Golden Bachelor, The Bachelor Show. I just was doing some research on this guy. Yes. Yeah, he was married for 43 years. His wife died six years ago. Yes. And uh, he wanted to re-enter the dating pool, and COVID happened, and they were looking to cast the show. And his kids were like, yeah, Dad, do it. So he did. Yes. Well, okay, you were out at the time. I remember talking to Van Camp about it. This dude, 71 years old, he is one of the healthiest-looking 71-year-olds. Oh, I agree. Find. Yeah. He's a good-looking dude. Yeah. He's got dough. Yeah. He would have no problem. No. 
Which makes me wonder, why are you doing this show? Well, it helps your profile. Right? It ups your profile. And you probably got paid a little bit. Who knows? Who knows? Um, anyway, he says, yeah, there will be overnight dates, yes. Is that something on that show, whether or not there's going to be overnight dates? I mean, there have been on some of these shows, yeah. Isn't that when it's well and there's going to be an overnight? There's the old wink that, hey, something's going to go down. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but something will happen, yes. Um. He said, I think there are a lot of steps that I and a potential partner would need to go through to get to that to make it a comfortable situation. I'll believe I'll find my person. The new person will make me whole again. But he says he's not looking to replicate the relationship he had with his wife of 43 years, which mm-hmm. I think is wise. Um, so I don't think it'll look like the relationship I had with Tony. I think it will be right. I don't think it would be right to do it that way. But yeah, as far as the overnight dates. And the age, no age range is between 60 and 70. Yes. Now, said. are you in that situation? Is that what you would say? I want age appropriate. You wouldn't want any no, woman I think, in I think, 50s? No, I think age appropriate has to be age appropriate. Okay. If but he, he did give himself some wiggle room saying, well, you know, I'm open to other things. And, you know. If you're 71, isn't 55 age appropriate? I would think so. 51? Yeah. 47? No, I think now, now we're way okay, out here. Okay, so there's a tipping now point we, for Yeah, there we just can't connect, right? You don't want to be that guy, right? I think a lot of guys want to be that guy. I know they do, but I know you. This is it. the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Always ask David, from his background in news, what's the biggest story of the day? Scott, what is the biggest story of the day? Well, it's got to be the indictments, right? Yes. I mean, geez, that was breaking news last night uh, when it happened, and it was continuing to be breaking news this morning. Everybody's talking about the Trump indictments. There's, what, 91 charges? Is that right? If you look at all of them together. Yeah, all of them together, yeah. Uh, 91, Rudy Giuliani's involved, like 73 other people were also mentioned in this indictment. So it's... Uh, it's I think it's 19, but... Throwing, yeah. throwing everything against the wall. Yes. And, uh, and, and again, pick your side on that one because you've got people on both sides claiming that they're right. Oh, always. Okay, so we'll get to the latest on that. And then Biden giving all the cash to Iran. Golly. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp out today. I think he'll be back tomorrow. There's no indictment as far as we know. As far as we know. There's a rumor that we started. That's Scott Robbins. He's the sexy boomer. Of course, talking about the Trump indictment, indictments, it's all over the place. Uh, grand jury in Atlanta charged Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Kraken Lady, Sidney Powell, and other Trump allies with operating a criminal enterprise. It's the way they call it. There you go. The, the racketeering charge. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I know. Um, that they tried to overturn the election. Um, former Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows also named. There was 19 people altogether. Okay. So the DA there, Fannie Willis, by the way, was asked, because Van Camp had this yesterday while we were on, going, hey, this is weird. The Fulton County Court website just put out that Trump's been indicted, and then they pulled it back down offline. But it had appeared. What's going on there? Grand jury is still meeting. How could that happen? And so then a reporter asked the DA, Fannie Willis, 
about that. And here's what she said. Um, I am not an expert on clerks' duties um, or even administrative duties. I wouldn't know how to work that system, and so I'm not going to speculate. So we knew it was happening, but I don't know. (laughs) Did somebody put the wrong time stamp on there? Above my pay grade, have no idea what happened, you know. Yeah. Sounds like a great leader. What happened? Right, exactly. I thought the same thing. What you seriously? You run that joint and you have no idea. Apparently, you no idea. Apparently, yes. How that got there? None. When I had mentioned this earlier, I suppose this is worth rolling back again. I was listening to uh, different news sources, one being Daily Wire, and Tim Pierce had the story, and was talking about the RICO law, part of this, as far as the indictments, and how this is a little different than the other Trump indictments. I don't think you heard this everywhere else, so I thought this was pretty interesting. Roll it. But the biggest charge is what's known as RICO, or a racketeering charge. The RICO law was designed to be used in court cases against mob bosses and other criminal organizations. It's a vehicle for prosecutors to tie together a bunch of separate schemes into one narrative in one trial. Here's the district attorney announcing the charges late Monday night. The indictment alleges that rather than abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. Okay, so your gut today, Scott. What's going to happen with this? My gut tells me that nothing, but it will be drawn out and it will be prosecuted but again you get back to this i mean if it's in front of a jury dude i don't know where this thing's gonna go that's why i'm asking i mean i'm not trying to skip out or or, you know not give a take but golly man you start talking about a jury i don't know i have no idea that's i mean but if if that's what you don't know right if it is in front of a jury dude who knows i mean the people that are seated in that jury i don't know well, it's like the Bidens. They don't want their case in Delaware. How about uh, California? Right, exactly. DC, somewhere that's going to be a little friendly. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way that rolls. And but, for Trump, it's like, well, uh, have it somewhere that's not so friendly to Trump. You, well, yeah. Man. I mean, again, I mean, you know, jury selection is weird. I mean, I w- I've never been selected for a jury, but I was part of jury selection. But, I mean, they want to know a lot of things. I mean, if you if you're in a domestic violence case they want to know if you uh, have ever been charged with anything domestic violence you ever written a piece on domestic violence ever you know well they, they want to know a lot of things before they select you but i can't i can't imagine the brag debacle in yeah New York. exactly see that's just it right that had a lot to do with yeah, that. yeah exactly i mean i don't I, so i mean you know i sit here today as i sit here today i think well we know this is a political thing right we know that Yes, I mean absolutely. you can you can make an argument they broke the law and violated this and blah blah. This is a political thing. I mean they want to keep him from running for president because right now they're looking at polling, they're looking at the economy, they're looking at their candidate, and they're realizing they're in a lot of trouble. They're in a lot of trouble. When they it, are when in it trouble. comes that, to a that general is election. True. And the only way they can remove that trouble is to remove Trump. Well, the other part of this, dude. And this is where, and people get mad at me for saying it, and I hear it. It's just, I do believe this to be true it, when you look at different polling. Mm-hmm. See if you agree with this. If there was one person that Biden could beat, as far as from the Republican field, who is it? 
To me, it's Trump. That, that Biden could beat. Yes. Well, I suppose, yeah. But if what what is out of the Republican field, what is the Republican candidate who could beat Biden? Any other. You would I'm think, a Swami. Right. You would, you would think anybody, right? Yes. And it's partly because media has poisoned enough independent voters. They will not vote for Trump no matter what. No, they're not going to. There are, there are people who ask, absolutely, I hear that, from them occasionally, who hate him. I, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I get it. You hate him. I mean, conversely, there was a lot of people who hated Barack Obama. Sure. From the right, hated him. Yeah. And, I mean, the vitriol was high. But I'm, I'm just saying that, again, careful what you do here. Because, again, if you take Trump out and you have a candidate who who's, is, is a Republican choice, and it is a Ramaswamy or it is a DeSantis... Well, I think... I mean, do they okay. have a better chance on cashing in on a suburban independent voter? Well, isn't this the way you sort of see it as far as a narrative goes? Especially for people that say it's got to be Trump because he's the one that's actually going to drain the swamp. Yeah. He well. has seen it for himself. He, I know he said that before, but now he knows how deep it is, and he's going to go clean house. And that's what they fear more than anything, talking about the left, that if you can get Trump out of the way, and it is a DeSantis, Ramaswamy, whoever, Nikki Haley... They'll be bought and paid for like anybody else. And if you go back to 2015, follow me down this road for a second. Okay. I know it sounds like ADHD theater. If you remember at the time, there were plenty of power brokers on each side that didn't really care if it was Hillary Clinton or Jeb Bush. Either way, things were going to keep running in order the way they wanted. Yeah. Especially Wall Street. That's... Because those people can be controlled. They're already on the team. Trump's not on the team. He's the disruptor. And that's why people that support Trump so much are like, that's why it has to be him. Anybody else is not going to go about it and disrupt. Because they'll be bought and paid for. And yeah. there very well can be something to that. I mean, I, I think there is an element of truth to that, yes. But on, so, the, on the campaign trail right now, I mean, I think you underestimate. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think you do either. I'm not using it as an example. But this Ram Ramaswamy guy is the real deal. He is. And I think you're going to see an uptick after the debate next week. I absolutely do, too. Yes. I absolutely do, too. I mean, he's but answering all the right questions. He's answering in the I correct know. way. He seems forceful enough. I don't I, I don't. But you're right. But, you know, what's And the fact answer? that you're starting to believe in him means he's doomed. Well, see, that's why I hesitate go by to say anything. I don't think he's going to win, though. I don't think there's any way that guy can win. He won't win. <laughs> there you go. What an absolute mess this is. It, 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 it really is. I mean, you've got two of the leading candidates right now who both could end up in jail. It's possible. I mean, it is possible. It's very possible. Okay. Holy cats, man. Man, there's so much other stuff out there. And all the chessboard, man, all the maneuvering and all the, you know, it's the stuff that's going on that we don't even see. Oh, my I gosh. I mean, holy smokes, man. Yeah, you want to know what's really going on. Because we were talking about the Democrats don't really want Joe Biden. They don't want him. He's, his usefulness is over. Oh, no. I mean, you know. Agree. All right, I'm going to get to this story because I thought it was really interesting. Saw this at the Wall Street Journal. More workers are getting hurt on the tarmac. Talking about as travelers come back, yeah. understaffed ground crews are getting injured. Now... Maybe you heard that story out of Alabama 
where you had that mother of three pulled off her feet and sucked into the airplane's left engine. It's just awful, dude. Just terrible. Um, well, an investigation determined that her employer's training and procedures were at least partly responsible for her death um, last New Year's Eve. The aviation industry is rebounding from its pandemic-era hibernation, as the story goes, Mm -hmm. at such a chaotic pace that workplace injuries are rising among the Army of Ground staff who, you know, refuel the planes, handle the baggage, help move aircraft around the tarmac. And different people have predicted you're going to see more and more injuries slash unsettling things around airports because of this. And when you hear that, do you automatically think about, well, there was COVID. There was all these people that lost their jobs. Sure, you have to. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to think about that, whether you agree with it or not. I mean, you lost people who had seniority, who were respected, that just flat aren't coming back ever and won't. Well, tell me if you've heard. you had to replace them in a hurry. Tell me if you've heard this reporting anywhere else. Um, Just from that story, while passengers and aviation regulators are typically more focused on safety in the air, people who work under the belly of an aircraft on the side of the runway face a multitude of risks. Workers have fallen off the vehicles, known as tugs, that push back aircraft. Inexperienced staffers have caused aircraft to collide. Mm. Others have had limbs crushed by falling containers. Understaffed and inexperienced ground crews regularly didn't receive adequate training for their roles. The problem has been compounded by a lack of investment during the pandemic that left many workers using faulty heavy machinery. For ground workers, scenes on the tarmac and in the baggage rooms have often been chaotic. Yeah. feel like, why are you waiting for all these flights? A lot of this has to do with it. Wow, what a mess. Boy, oh boy. You still have people out there that just won't admit mistakes made with big decisions during the pandemic. Yeah. Well, they're culpable if they admit. I guess, man. But, I mean, but still. the airlines were one of the hardest hit because there were a lot of pilots who were like, I'm not doing this. A lot of people on the ground that said, I'm not doing it. They just left. They walked away from the job, and that was it. I mean, this has happened everywhere. Well, you're not going to get vaccinated. No, they weren't going right. to do it. Yeah. Like, no, fine. Yeah. Okay, fire me. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Something else. Oh, by the way, if you use LOL in any texts, <laughs> uh, you're uncool. Okay. That's the new word. I very rarely do that. So, What do you do instead? Oh, you do the same emoji every time. Pretty the crying, much. laughing, yeah, side face. That's a good one. Is that what it's called? I guess. Yes. I mean, the laughter. Yes. Yeah. Use. I think that's still safe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, this point do you really care about no, being cool I, with I you? don't care i just kind of discovered emoji six months ago so leave, <laughs> leave me alone you ripped on me for emojis before that i know it's part of it okay got to get to another news update by going on today oh and the blind side that movie michael Orr. yeah suing the family what we'll get to that as well coming up all right the markley van camp and robert show jamie markley david van camp out Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. So, you know, you're looking at the devastation in Hawaii. It's a sad story. You had commented Mick Fleetwood. Yeah. That's a restaurant there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Doing what he can do. Yeah, he's sending plane, private planes full of things, stuff, supplies and things. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I, I, people are pitching and it's really cool. I mean, you know, I mean, any, look, man, Americans are great like this, right? They rally around each other with no government intervention and they contribute to these causes. They see it on TV and it breaks your heart and you, you know. Well, Stevie Nicks is being slammed right now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I that. read the statement. Big deal. She so what? What is she being slammed about? She's, I, she's you got saw a, the story. She's got a place near there. Yes, not damaged. Yeah, not damaged. She was talking about it and uh, how it meant something to her and to Fleetwood Mac and blah blah blah. Yes. Yeah. She was saying, "Well, that area—it's not gone. It's just away." Well, I mean, but that's that mystical, magical yeah. stuff she does, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. The Witch of Rock and Roll. Right, yeah. The scarves and the chanting and what have you, yeah. So, as I am sure you've heard, the island Maui, where I own a house I've been staying at since the 80s, in the small village city, most magical place on earth, has burned to the ground over the last few days. And to make the situation worse, my young niece, her husband, and their little boy had just arrived for a very needed vacation Yeah. before she started her school year on her way to becoming a psychologist for 10 days. They had one and a half days of fun, and then the fire started. Okay. I know. I wasn't that offended by it when I read it. But no. I mean, I don't think we're offended by too much. Not anything, no. Okay. But I understand how some people might look at that and go, come on. Isn't that somebody that just doesn't understand yeah. regular people living well, in the real world? She doesn't. She's not in a world of regular people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they live in a world that we don't know anything about. You know, they they just they exist in that universe, and when they exist in that universe, reality is a vague concept. Yes. I mean, it just is. And again, I thought it so. Was, it's fine if you want to defend her. That's cool. I'm not defending her as much as well, I'm like, hey, it's Stevie Nicks. You know. Well, you wear her on your chest. I don't so, wear her on my chest. Well, I mean, I got a Fleetwood Mac t-shirt, yes. And it's the picture of the uh, band. Well, it's the whole band, And she yeah. is right there well, on yeah, your chest. Okay, but you make it sound weird, and it's not weird. It's well, just, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a picture Fleetwood of Mac Stevie shirt. Nicks yes. on your, you know. I like Stevie Nicks. Yeah, so I, it yeah. sounded like maybe you were defending. And that's I'm not fine. defending as much as I'm just like, hey, man, I didn't. I wasn't offended by what she said. She's, no, not offended. She's a what, bit loopy. Would you say and, it was you know, tone deaf? Probably. But they're all tone deaf. All those people in that world. Oh, that's not true. Well, a lot of people in that world are tone deaf. Yes. Again, they don't associate with real people. They don't know. As an example, do you think Kid Rock would put out a tweet like that? No. No. There are those on the left that think Kid Rock is tone deaf, though. I understand that. Yeah. But those people are loons. No, Kid Rock would not do that. No. Well, and to say all those people in that world, meaning but, what? But I mean, in there's music? Other, they, well, there's a lot of people that are insulated from reality when you have that much dough and that much power and that I much understand. prominence. You just you don't rub elbows with the commoners. You have no idea what they're thinking. But it is the Stevie Nicks type. They just pop it, off it about is. politics and other things yeah, they don't it, know, and then oh, well, it's so sad. Right. And you know, the bad thing is, um, <laughs> my family just got there for a much needed vacation. Yeah. And then the fire ruined it. One of these people you date like two times and then go, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> this is way too weird for me. <laughs> You're going to continue to wear her on her chest, and that's fine. It's the band. You're a Fleetwood Mac guy. That's cool. I like Fleetwood Mac. It's, it's cool. Shut up. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out today. There's Scott Roberts. No, we started the rumor Van Camp was indicted. He wasn't. Yeah, Just we checked again. I know there was a lot of names on there. He had to kind of check and double check to make sure your name doesn't appear on there anywhere, dear listener. Well, Trump was indicted. You know that yeah. was Rudy was indicted. Big story of the day. Nineteen people in all. Kraken Lady was indicted. Yeah, Sidney Powell. Yeah. Mark Meadows, the list goes on. Mark Meadows indicted. So it was coordinated effort. It was like a mob. They were trying to overturn the election. It was all these things. It's like racketeering. You know, with this writer's strike going on, ABC has announced that they are going to start a new show, Dancing with the Indicted. It'll be a four-week show, <laughs> one month, you know. Okay. I don't want to see any of those people dance, really. Oh, I do. I bet you do. That w- this is interesting. Um, I just happened to see this. Jonathan Turley, this is one of the people that I would look to for any sort of legal expertise. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Pretty common sense. Yeah. Um, saw this at Twitchy where he's pouring ice cold water on Fannie Willis. She's prosecutor there. On her political dumps, dumpster fire of a prosecution. That's what he called it. Yeah, yeah, well, and we talked about this earlier. It's like all these things are named like watch TV right now. They're doing this thing in Georgia. Watching TV, that's part of the conspiracy. <laughs> there, yeah. That's in the indictment. It, it, everything's in there, yeah. It's kind of crazy. So... Jonathan Turley said, yeah, it's weaponizing the system. The quote was, thus far, the focus has been on the controversial call that Trump had with Georgia officials, a call widely cited as indisputable evidence of an effort at voting fraud. Yet the call was similar to a settlement discussion as state officials and the Trump team hashed out their differences and a Trump demand for a statewide recount. Trump had lost the state by less than 12,000 votes. That might be what he meant when he stated, I just want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have because we won the state. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mentioned it yesterday, too. This is not Turley's statement, you know, away from that for a second. There's people talking about one of the things that they would have to prove is Trump truly believed that the election was stolen from him. I think you could prove that. I think he did feel that way. I think there are a lot of people that still feel that way. He still feels that way. Curley also says, while others have portrayed the statement as a raw call for fabricating the votes, it seems more likely that Trump was swatting back claims that there was no value to a statewide recount by pointing out that he wouldn't have to find a statistically high number of votes to change the outcome of the election. It is telling that many politicians and pundits refuse to even acknowledge that obvious alternate meeting. Yeah, I think that's pretty true. Yep. And one of the things we also talked about earlier was this piece talking about it's possible Biden and Trump could both end up in jail. Wouldn't that be something? And if one wins the election, there's a chance the other's going to end up in jail. Except for this Georgia indictment, if Trump is guilty there, it wouldn't matter if he's president. Which is different from the other charges right. that he is currently facing no matter what happens what a mess 
for all of us as the United States moving forward closer to a presidential election. And different people have put together, like, okay, this is what the legal and political calendar is going to look like for Trump. Because, you know, next week you have the first presidential primary debate for the GOP. But then the date to turn yourself in, all these people charged in this indictment, is the 25th. So you have that coming up. And then, what is it, September 27th is the second uh, Republican debate. Of course, the Democrats are not doing a debate. Why would they? It's a democracy. Um, Then October 2nd of this year, that's the start of the civil trial in New York Attorney General Letitia James's $250 million lawsuit accusing Trump and the Trump Organization of cheating lenders with false financial statements. Then you forward to January 15th of 24. That's the start of the civil trial from E. Jean Carroll. The initial defamation or defamation suit accusing Trump of defaming her in 2019 when he denied her claim that he raped her in a Manhattan department store in the 90s. Seems like we've already been through that. No, not this part. No, not that part. Then you have the Iowa Republican caucuses, January 15th, and then February 27th, the Michigan Republican primary, Super Tuesday, March 5th. Then March 25th is the start of the criminal trial in Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's case accusing Trump of falsifying business records. That was the hush money stuff to uh, Stormy Daniels. People don't think that's going to be hard to beat. But it's still, I mean, you're off the campaign trail. you got to deal with this stuff. And then you have all this other stuff going on. May 14th, pretrial hearing in special counsel's classified documents case. May 20th, start of trial in special counsel's classified documents case. And then you have the Republican National Convention, July 15th through the 18th, and here we go. God, that makes my head spin. When you lay all that out, holy smokes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just trying to keep all of it straight. By the way, we were talking about the ridiculousness of 92 charges against him. You start to read through these charges. Are you, are they, that's total, the felonies. Yeah, the felonies. But you're talking about the charges within this indictment y- yeah, in Georgia? Right, yeah. Yes. There's like 92. That's what it or is? Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of them is not calling bank during a game of horse. Now you're making stuff up. <laughs> Am I? You don't know that for sure. <laughs> it's just lame enough as a joke. It could be in there, right? It could be in there, right? Well, I went over some of this stuff earlier. It was I know, crazy. I know. All this I, stuff that's in you, there. Man, it's, this stuff makes your head spin, though, because, I mean, you talk about, you know, and Donald Trump has got to be a guy who can compartmentalize everything. Uh, yes. I mean, this is He'd unlike have to be, anything right? we've ever seen before. I mean, and, and the money, the amount of drain. Oh, I mean, yeah. The government has an infinite amount of money. They They don't care. You know, and the drain of finances on on the campaign, golly. No, it goes on and on. Holy smokes. And on. Yep. And, you know, trying to keep all of it straight. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how the legal team does it. And me either. But I think that's all part of the plan, isn't it? It's just throwing everything they can at just to see what sticks. Well, they've been doing it forever. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Other news going on out there. You know, Sturgis is happening. Yeah. 
No, and I think Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser at least, is thinking, okay, all right, maybe we don't put the Bud Light sound signs out there. No. We'll just do it as a Budweiser thing. That should be okay, right? Yeah, you would Get think, a little bit better. No. Hey, come on, man. I mean, it's Sturgis. I, motorcycles from everywhere. It's packed. I mean, nothing wrong with Budweiser itself, right? Apparently there is. Did you see the report from the dude? I did. That went all over online because he's coming up, and it's all these places packed, but then it's like the Budweiser tent, and then the stage behind it, there's no one there. Right. And then poor guy, he you can tell he almost feels bad for the guy with the Budweiser T-shirt that's working there mm-hmm. as he's doing this sort of report as to how it's going there. Here we are, Sturgis, Bud Light's at midweek. Any improvement? That's what we hope. No, not, yeah, not, not really. They're hoping for some more business. The Bud Light tent, we're hoping business picks up a little bit, but guys, midweek, oh my goodness, wow. Yeah, not so much, you know. Seeing any uptick in business here? A little bit, okay. Okay. All right, we're seeing, hey, let's keep it positive, right? Let's keep it positive, maybe by the end of the week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing what you're doing. We appreciate the hard work and employees. See, that's nice. It's like not your yeah. fault, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes on. We covered this early on in the week, guys. Take a look. Sturgis is absolutely jam-packed. The Harley tent is packed. The BMW tent is packed. But Budweiser having a tough go. Having a tough go. And I got to paint the picture because it's part of it seeing the video with no, I mean, nobody. Nobody. Just nobody. Nope. Wow. There must be a whole lot of beer left over in there. I don't know what to say, but uh, might be too soon. It's not, but it, you know, I, every story I keep, I kept thinking as this went on, like people eventually are going to go, okay. I did my part. I boycotted for a while, and I'm, I'm going to go back. They're not. They're gone. Well, sometimes you just lose. I mean, you honestly I, lose your taste for I've something. I've never seen anything fall that precipitously that fast. And one thing, one dumb thing that they pulled. Well, I'm dating myself with this reference. I know that. But you could look at the career of a musician with a terrible record and say, yeah. you know, it was the video for Billy Squire. Well, yeah. Rock Me Tonight. I mean, that did serious damage. Right. But that is pale in comparison to this Bud Light thing. Right, I, because you still hear Billy Squire songs on the radio. Well, yeah, people still went to the shows and, and all right, that stuff. I, it's like, right. well, what, what is yeah, that? No, I mean, you know. Pink the, silk and getting all no, frolicky. No, terrible. Yeah. It was embarrassing. I mean, in hindsight, I'm sure he knows that. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, uh, that's a brand. That's an iconic brand. Oh, yeah. Been around forever. I know. And just the fall is absolutely. And this is more than just, you know, left or right wing, you know, uh, conservative uh, haters. I mean, this This is is a phenomenon that will be studied by businesses. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. And it should be studied by businesses. What not to do. Um. Oh, there's something else we got to get to. News out there. Uh, some powerlifting records in Canada have been broken on the women's side. Oh, no. But, yeah. By a dude? Well, yeah. Come on. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dang it. Well, the dude identifies as a woman, though, so it's okay, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get to that.
Also, how about that Richmond from Richmond song? <laughs> how about it? Number one on iTunes, I huh? Know. Holy smokes, yeah. And a news update all coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today. Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, with all the craziness in the world, there's uh, more records being broken in women's sports. This time powerlifting in Canada. That's a biological male. That's their female. It's competing against the women. Okay. And again, you're talking about women that have been training yeah. years and years and years to be able to compete. Yep. And obviously it's not fair. No. Anyone with any common sense at all. I agree. Knows that. This has to end. And so, as some people said, well, there's got to be more people speaking out against this. I agree. This is April Hutchinson, um, a powerlifter, speaking out against this. Roll it. Yeah, so Anne actually just broke the, the national records for all the master records yesterday while competing at the Western Regions. He also holds the second highest deadlift in uh our powerlifting federation of all time of all ages we're talking 20 and up notice how uh april said he she's not afraid of the mob misgendering no they'll come down on her though well oh especially canada are you kidding absolutely um he just turned 40 so he is a 40 40 year old uh six foot 250 pound man and you know it's it's been very disheartening um for example that national record that he broke athletes have been chasing that for years and we're talking we're talking top athletes who have been training and training and training um you know so it just goes to show the advantages the physical physiological advantages that a male has over a female whether it's muscle mass or bone density lung capacity you know i could go on but um it's been very disheartening uh, a lot of women actually yesterday dropped out of the competition wow. because they knew that Anne would be lifting so they dropped they quit they wrote to the federation and the federation basically did nothing about it dude when well, does this insanity to. end yeah, I, exactly uh, when does it end you know, and what happened to what happened to the rights of women? What happened to people who empower women who are part of women's groups? Where are you? There are more and more speaking out. But legacy media and the like, they're not amplifying their message at all. There are more and more women that are speaking out against this, and you have to. I mean, and part of it, some people would say, you just can't participate in these events. No, you because can't. if if no one else participates, then they cease to exist, and you almost have to start all over. It's sad, and I don't know that that's actually the best idea, but I know a lot of people make that case. Well, I mean, we were talking yesterday about Enos Cantor, the NBA guy. Oh yeah, who's no longer in the NBA, jokingly, I guess, saying I could throw a wig on and go play in the WNBA. Who's going to stop me? I'm a girl. I said I was, therefore I am. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I know. But what would happen then? I, I well, don't know. because your political thought's different, uh, we're not going right. to accept mean, you? No, you're not accepting but, me because what do you mean? Well, I, I'm a woman. Who's to say I'm not? You? No. No, it's... I mean, it's, cra it's crazy that this is even happening. It really is. And I hate the... Well, it's so rare. It, it shouldn't happen at all. Dude, and, and then people forget, what about women's prisons? 
Biological yes. dudes are in women's prisons. Yes. Impregnating women in there. Yes. Raping them and people just turn a blind eye. Well, no. Oh, well. Trans it's so matter. rare, though. Come on. But it doesn't matter. It I mean, if you're, if, if you're a guy and you get sentenced, I, I would rather spend time in a women's prison, too. Oh, if you had your yeah, choice? Well, yeah, right. I mean, if all I have to do is identify and say I am, yeah. Of course people are going to do that. Yes. Happen to see this making the rounds online. Uh, people are talking about their unpopular opinions. Like, okay, it's true. I have this opinion, but it's certainly not popular. Mm -hmm. Like one girl said, I think Taylor Swift is overrated. Oh, oh can't say that. Yes. Um, different things like that. Um, Zodiac signs are BS. <laughs> well, I would agree. Yeah, right. But a lot of times, especially when these things trend online, you're talking about a younger set. Oh, yeah. Where that is, you know, a little more, you know, provocative or whatever you want to say. Is there anything that comes to your mind? You have an unpopular opinion? There you, was the first one that I thought of for me is, and I like the Beatles, but I can still think they're overrated. Right. That's an unpopular opinion, yes. It's very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's yours? The Fleetwood Mac's the greatest band ever? I, I never said that. Okay. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robert Show. And to be fair, you didn't. No, all right, didn't. biggest story of the day, obviously. Well, it's a Donald Trump thing. It's all the indictments and yes. that were handed down yesterday. Actually, last night, late last night, if you were up. Mm -hmm. If you were up to watch Jimmy Kimmel, you didn't see him. Not for a while, anyway. Who does that? Well, it was right on their, in their time, time slot. You still think of it that way, watching Jimmy Kimmel? Do you still watch? No, Jimmy I don't Kimmel? watch Jimmy Kimmel. I don't watch any of them, but I usually watch Netflix at night before I go to bed. And Netflix was not working for me last night, so I just happened to pop on NBC to see the tail end of the news. And boom! As soon as that was over, they went to live coverage, breaking news. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was coming down. Yeah. Well, they tipped their hand yesterday. On the website of the county court. Oh, well, yeah, they had to get it out there. All right, we'll get to a news update and the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial, David Van Camp, off today. We think back tomorrow. And no, he's not indicted. There is Scott Robbins. Yeah, there were some rumors going around about that. But... Yeah, he started it. I'm in trouble. Well, Trump was, of course, indicted. Well, yeah. It was 19 total. Yeah. Indicted. And again, in Georgia, this is a different kind of indictment because of this RICO part, which you were unfamiliar with. I wasn't all that familiar with it. Um, but it was explained, and there's a difference with the whole RICO part mm -hmm. of this that isn't so much the case with these other indictments. So, well, here's a little more on the RICO. This was Daily Wire was reporting on this, and, you know, we had talked about this earlier. Just roll this. Willis also said in that press conference that RICO convictions mean the defendant will serve time. The penalty under the statute can be as high as 20 years in prison. Right, so steep penalty there. Okay. It wouldn't be 20 years, but you would have to do time. The other thing is, if Trump were elected president, it doesn't matter. Anything else, you can pardon yourself away, whatever. But not this one. That's the difference. And this whole thing about basically putting it into, you know, the context of gangsters, the racketeering part, mm -hmm. when you have all these people involved, all with one goal, and that was, you know, according to the prosecution, 
to overturn the election. But there's so many things named in this indictment that were just ridiculous, like watching TV to get an update. Well, that's part of the conspiracy when Trump tweeted about that. And it, parts of it just don't seem to make sense. And then again, I'm not going to pretend to be a legal expert. It just seems like there's so much thrown against the wall that something's going to stick. And when I read the piece today, and it's, you know, certain things hit you at different times. It's like, do you really think that Trump's lawyers can get him out of every felony indictment? There's 91 of them. Right. I know. All they got to get is three or four. Yeah. And depending on who the jury is and where it's at. That's the part that's concerning. Can you imagine having state dinners in the prison commissary? <laughs> <laughs> ah, goulash and mashed potatoes tonight at the state dinner. I don't know. We'll see where all that goes. Yeah. Um, oh, other news out there. This is sad to see. Michael Orr? Remember the ah, movie The Blind yeah. Side? Yeah, it was sad to see. Suing his family for, quote, taking advantage of him? No. Saying, wait a second, they didn't adopt him, they were conservators. And they profited off him, and he didn't get the money. Right. That's what he's saying. But then the son from that family came out and said, nah, he knew about this back in 2020. Nah. I, who knows what to believe in all of this? I don't know. Pretty early on. I mean, that movie made a pile of money. Yes, it did. And at least for my kids, that's one of those movies that it happens to be playing halfway through. Yeah. They, they pick it right up. Yeah. Watch it. I can't tell you how many times that movie's been watched in my house. Yeah. Well, it's an incredible story. It is. Apparently, he always hated the movie. Why? Was it fiction in his mind, or was it... Well, his lawsuit said um, he was a gullible young man whose athletic talent could be exploited for their benefit. After a while, and then once you heard, well, he doesn't like the movie, really? I thought this was a sweet story. And we're just not finding this out? It's not like it's a brand new movie. Oh, no. It's been out a long well, time. He's saying he had just found out late last year that he really wasn't adopted. And your son says, whoa, whoa, whoa. He knew this back in 2020. That he wasn't adopted. Yes. Yeah. Again, I don't know. That story's out there. And then, this is pretty wild. Number one song on iTunes right now. Yeah. Guess what? It happened again. What do you mean it happened I mean, again? the left threw a fit about a song. And the content of the song, and that took it all the way to number one again. Is that what happened? Do you think with this song? Well, of course, the, those this Oliver Anthony song when the, Richmond North of Richmond when the nuts come out and say that should be banned, and it's a redneck anthem and blah 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 and all that. That just makes people want to hear it more. Well, I had heard the report today that a couple of people put it out there, and then it got shared by Joe Rogan and some others, oh, yeah. and people just loved it, and it just blew up, it snowballed, and, and then people started yeah. griping and moaning. Because what's the thing about songs? What's the thing about music? Sometimes you find a lyric or a story that's relatable to you, and this is very relatable to a lot of people. Yeah, if you haven't heard it. I mean, Can I'll we play, play a part it? of it. Can we play? I don't even know. I, I thought there were some swear words. There, there are but... some swear words. I think I got it to the part where it doesn't swear. Oh, gosh. Get a hand on the button, please, producer. Yes, thank you. You got to risk it for the biscuit, I right? I know, but I'm just saying. What, no one's heard the BS word before? Uh, it everybody goes have, but I would just prefer right. we leave that off. Okay. All right, just to give you an idea. Here you go. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. Living in the new world 
Yeah. That resonates with a lot of people. Sure it does. Uh, you know, just like this Trident Small Town song. I mean, the same thing, man. I mean, you don't understand. When you do this stuff, when you stompy-foot it and tell me I shouldn't listen to it, that just makes you want to listen to it and buy it. Despite you, you purple-haired pronoun. It seems to me this was on a different level. I get totally what you're saying, and at the same time, I look at it a little bit different because no one knew who this dude was. Right. It was just the way it related to people. They do now. Yes. And it's number one on iTunes. How about that? Apparently, he's got like seven songs in the top 15 or something like that. Because then other stuff started getting and, and put the, out the there. The video looks like it was done on a phone. Yes. I mean, he's he's like standing next to a combine or something, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, he's from Farmville, Virginia. Yeah, I mean, he's just standing. I mean, it's there's nothing flashy or Tim, fancy about it's it at him all. and his three dogs. and Yeah, and a guitar, and, and he's singing it, and that's, you know. Yeah. He's just grinding to get by. and I mean, the Jason Aldean thing was a big production. I mean, the song, the video was, you know. Yeah. Not cheap. This so, guy's just got a handheld camera putting it together, and there it is. Did you see he did this little show in North Carolina? There were a bunch of people there. I'm sure. And, you know, he was talking about just trying to do things, you know, go about life the right way, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then he read from Psalm 137. People seem to really dig it. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed and they will go up in smoke. Wow. There you go. <laughs> go up in smoke, baby. Wow. Good for him, man. I mean, you're speaking for people who haven't had a voice. That's certainly and part of it. hear here. that, and it's like, wow. Yes. Go ahead and admit it, though. It's not a popular opinion. You don't think the song that great. It's okay. I mean, I, you know, I, not my thing. I'm not a country music guy, necessarily. You right. Know, but I, I, appreciate, I appreciate it for what it is and what it's doing. Maybe if they just did some light rock stylings around it. Right. I mean, yeah, you have a little drum machine. And then you dig there. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That sort of thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I would like it done. Bust on you for fun, man. Are you ready for your big three of the day? Ready for the traffic? Yeah, let's go, man. All right, let's here we go. go. Roll it out. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins, top three of the day. The trifecta, helped by his hero. Hey, buddy. I'm Casey Kasem. How you doing? You doing all right? Good. Okay. I'm ready. That's all I want to hear. Three. Number three, Sage Steele is officially gone now from ESPN. She announced uh, yesterday that she's gone after 20 years there, by the way. Uh, she said, life update, having successfully settled my case with ESPN Disney, I have decided I'm out of here. What was the case about? I, it, I don't know if it was about content or they suspended her. or I'm not, I really don't recall what, exactly what it was about. But it has something to do with the way that she... Well, I know she was in the crosshairs. She wouldn't toe the line. She's a Christian woman right. and didn't go along with the woke crap. Right. You, you, you toe the line if you work for ESPN Disney. Yep. She said, I've decided to leave so I can exercise my First Amendment rights more freely. Ooh. 
I'm grateful for the many wonderful experiences over the past 16 years, and I'm excited for my next chapter. Sage Steele. Good for her. Yeah, we'll never know how much money because that's part of the no, deal. No, and that's, that's just it. You can't talk. But it was a pile. You know that. Oh, you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, We're getting fun. closer and closer to number one. This guy Robin's trifecta. Top three of the day up to number two. Uh, thinking outside the Chicago box. This is interesting. Ten. This is fascinating like this. There is a proposal out there by a group called the People's Ordinance. And it's a Northside community group. And they are submitting this to the city as a possible answer to some of the violence. Okay. They're calling for people, hey, you, refrain from shooting guns in Chicago between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. to reduce the risk of people not involved in the high-risk activities. So they want to put a curfew. You can't start shooting. You can't shoot between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. 858, acceptable. 903, acceptable. But for 12, you only got a 12-hour window now to kill people. Wow. So you can get your business done then. Done at night and early in the morning. Right. That's, yeah, right. Should be plenty of time to murder and pillage, right? <laughs> Holy smokes. That's insane. I, I, exactly. I that's mean, something you always talk about. Usually the answer used to be decades ago, midnight basketball. Right. So you can right. do some shooting during midnight basketball. basketball. Oh, I right, got it. Right. On your way to midnight basketball. Just don't shoot the guy with the ball because we need it. I got it. And All right. the countdown okay. continues. <laughs> this Scott Robbins trifecta. Man. Top three of the day up to number one. Texas woman was awarded $1.2 billion in a revenge porn lawsuit against her ex-boyfriend. The woman, who was identified only as DL in the court documents, filed a lawsuit against her ex-boyfriend, Marquis Jamal Jackson, last year accusing Mr. Jackson of posting intimate pictures of her on social media on all the platforms and adult websites with the intent to embarrass, harass, torment, humiliate, and publicly shame her. He also sent nudies of her to all of her family members. Unreal, man. He was accused of sending the links to also her friends, her employment. So the massive settlement, uh, one of several examples of revenge porn cases that are being settled for large sums of money. Now, $1.2 billion is probably something she will never collect. No, of course not. Because this knucklehead, you know, he's got nothing, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Don't pose nude for a dude that you think you're in love with, okay? <laughs> Ladies, just You've been tip, on this for years. Just a tip from me to you. This doesn't end well. It never does. Don't do it. And there you have it. But it's a committed relationship, and he loves it. Don't do it. Somebody gets pissed off at some point in time, and your nudies are all over. If you really loved him, you'd do it. Right, exactly. I'm joking. That's I know. a joke. I know. It's a joke. I know. Gosh. Goodness. Yeah, it's always a bad idea. All right, bad Scott Robbins, trifecta. News update and Nimrods in the news. Straight ahead. Goodbye. See you. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today. Not indicted. Just sick. There's Scott Robbins. Yep. Teacher shortage across the United States, apparently. How'd that happen? Well. It's a tough gig. No doubt about well. it. And with everything that's happened over the last few years. Yep. Holy smokes. I happen to see this piece. Well, you got no discipline. Okay. I just ask a question. And it doesn't matter race, anything else. Okay. 
if you're in a school district that is failing and you can see it getting worse year after year after year. Yep. And you want to move your family yep. to a different place where there's a better school. Yep. And you happen to be white. Yep. That's just white flight, right? Nope. What 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 would you call no, it's it? not white flight. I mean, it, it's me uh, doing my job as a parent and taking my kids and putting them into a situation that is better for them academically, and I'm able to do so because I can afford to do so. Well, and if I can afford to do so, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sacrifice for my kids. Uh, real quick, Danielle Canale and Jack Cashel might have butchered their names. Uh, they just had a piece in City Journal talking about white flight not being a thing and it's not a thing it's a class thing if right. you can afford to get out of a neighborhood you do why wouldn't you everybody does it you know i can afford to get out of here but i'm going to stay here because i like subpar education for my kids <laughs> and the fact that my car gets broken into every night okay yes no of course not it's really interesting the whole piece because they're saying no i mean it, it's all about class if you can afford it you get out absolutely you do if you're a family and as I was started to read this piece, and I know here's another dated reference, I started thinking about the Jeffersons. It was a whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Moving on up. Moving on up. George Jefferson. Yeah. He had the, the dry cleaning, cleaning business. business. Yeah. Yes. Started out uh, all in the family. I'm talking about the 70s. That show started, what, 1975? Probably. But that was the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, moving out of working-class Queens, getting... Yeah, and it was incentive to to do better so you can get out. You know, I feel bad, I do, for the people that get left that don't have the wherewithal to get out because you're, you're stuck with a subpar education sure. and subpar living conditions. You know, I mean, I, I do, I feel bad about that. School choice, man. I mean, I'm telling you. Well, yeah, and then you go to the next thing, and then it's like... And you, you, you could help out a I lot know. of people. I know. Get them out of that garbage. Yes. Yeah. But you've got the powers that be that don't want it in the racket. of course not, because you've got a powerful, you know, union. Of course. All right, we got to get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Wow. All right. This is a wild one. Nimrods in the News. Starting in Corpus Christi, Texas, baby-faced 17-year-old was caught impersonating a physician's assistant. His name is Zachary Bailey, and he, quote, worked at a hospital for about a month last year before people finally realized he was just a kid wearing scrubs. Holy cow. Pleaded guilty a few months back. Apparently, it was not a one-time thing. He's being called the Doogie Hauser of con men. <laughs> Golly. He was arrested again in Oklahoma on Sunday. Same thing? Yeah, and, and the mugshot, they said that he could still pass for like 12. Oh, my God. And that's Nimrod's in the news.